Hello, my name is Will, and welcome back to my podcast, Nature's Wonders. Today, we are joined by Michelle, who is also known as Bombshell Creations. She is an artist from Alaska who specializes in UV and fluorescent painting. She will be talking all about her art and her style. This podcast is sponsored by Aquachar, Corals Anonymous, and Willow's Reef. Sit back and enjoy. Thank you. How are you doing today? You know, I am hanging in there. It's a chilly day in Alaska, but, uh, you know, another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, you are also known as Bombshell Creations on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, my name is Michelle Albright, and I'm a UV fluorescent artist up here in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, my Instagram tag and my business name is Bombshell Creations. Um, little play on my name. My sister came up for me. Um, yeah. And, uh, so I do UV fluorescent art, uh, aquatic inspired art that goes typically above aquariums. It doesn't have to, I've had people who didn't have aquariums who just mounted a black light cause they enjoyed the fluorescent properties of the painting. Um, usually they go above an aquarium and, um, I also do Aquashella. So I'm the design director at Aquashella. So I do the big artistic installs over there. So we usually have like a 30 by 40 foot room that I have just a few days to make everything and make it look magical. <laughs> wow. So you did the whole entrance. So I did, uh, were you at the one in Chicago, this last one? Yeah. So I did that entire freshwater aqua crib. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so a lot. You remember the big lily pads that went from the floor to the ceiling mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. So it's actually a crazy story because I we were only allowed in there, I want to say it was six days ahead of time. Um, and I hadn't really made anything. So I actually made the lily pads. I cut them out and I made them in my hotel room. And they're huge. So they took up my entire room. <laughs> and so I'm cutting these lily pads and making them in my hotel room as much ahead of time as I could. And then I had six days to make everything from the ground up. Everything that you saw in that room was made in six days. It was crazy. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah it was It was nuts. I, I could barely eat dinner by the end of it. I almost passed out in my stupidity. <laughs> so um, your art, can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about um, the process and what the UV is? Yeah, definitely. So um, UV basically means that, well, there's a lot of names for UV and I'll go over that. So UV also means you might hear the word fluorescent, luminescent, black light. Uh, Sometimes they can also be glow in the dark. Um, So anything where you put a black light on it or in our tanks, we call them actinic lights. um, It will glow this really beautiful like fluorescent property, almost like a neon sign. And um, so I, I specialize in that, um, and it, it's very difficult. It's some people don't realize, and I especially love this when artists who have never touched the medium before, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll give it a try," and then usually I'll get a message later like, "Oh my gosh, that is the most difficult medium I have ever used," and I just laugh because it's just like I told you, it's not easy. <laughs> um, it's a it's a very difficult medium to to play with because it's a very translucent type of paint so you put one layer on you can see through it you have to put another layer on you can still see through it so most of the time my paintings have 
um, like 10 layers on them, 10 layers of paint to achieve the color property that I want it to. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's pretty difficult. I, I get a lot of questions from people like, how do you do it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what, you know, what supplies do you use? And so I, I do have a YouTube channel. It's also Bombshell Creations where I did post a, tut- uh, a tutorial on how people can do that at home also. So it's, it's, it's really cool to hear from the community that sort of feedback when they're like, hey, I give those paints a try and I just wanted to let you know that it like super sucked. <laughs> <laughs> So um, when you're not putting the black lights or the actinic lights on the paintings, mm-hmm. what do they look like without it? Are they just kind of like a paler color or are they still bright? Well, for me personally, and I can't speak for every artist because every UV artist is different, which there's becoming a lot more of them lately. Um, I try to accomplish my paintings so that you would never know that it was a UV painting until you hit it with that black light. I try to make it look really good under regular light and it is more dull naturally. Um, And when you put that fluorescent light on it, it kind of gives that wow factor. And people who don't know that it's a UV painting, once you hit that black light, they just, they just, they're stunned. They're like, whoa. (laughs) And um, so you are painting mostly corals, correct? I paint um, mostly corals. I paint a lot of fish. Uh, I am trying, so I mostly do salt water, which is so naughty of me because it, the, the aquatic industry expands so far beyond salt water. It's, I think with my thing is saltwater fish and corals are typically, they already have those fluorescent properties, especially corals, because they really are like organically uh, fluorescence. So that's why we put them in our tanks and they glow under black light is because, um, they have that, I think it's a bacteria that makes them glow the properties that, you know, where they actually fluoresce the same that these paintings do. And so naturally they're, they're just a brighter subject matter. And so it's hard for me to get into freshwater with that same opportunity, but I am trying to get more into saltwater. Um, I'm working on a cichlid right now. And then I'm also working on a flower horn cichlid right now. So want to give those mm-hmm. freshwater people something too. And yeah, I've also done some really obscure stuff. When I first started doing fluorescent art, my art was a lot different than it is now. It was a lot more expressive, um, which I really want to try and get back into that. But it was, I don't know if you managed to make it to my Instagram page to see like some of my really unique art is it's just color everywhere. Like my, mm-hmm. my big, one of my big, biggest signatures is I'll paint an octopus and it'll be like super multicolored, very unnatural looking, but really bright. Like so bright. You want to wear your sunglasses when you put the black light on it. Um, yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. They're pretty sweet. So how did you get into this UV painting and where did you draw your inspiration from? Because this is uh, this is not your very average painting. So no, there must have been some inspiration for this. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I love sharing this story because it's always a surprise to every single person that I tell it to. So prepare to be surprised. So Alaska has actually always been involved in blacklit art. So we have this uh, town. It's about 40 minutes from where I live. It's called Girdwood. And if you just do a quick Google search, Girdwood is, is so stunning. It's such a beautiful 
little hippie town um, and the ski resort is right there. Um, and so there's a bar over there that is, is completely black lit. Like it is, it looks like somebody went in and they just threw a black light paint everywhere. It's, it's phenomenal. And so um, because, you know, I like to call it a hippie town and I'm sorry if some people might get offended by that, but I love it. Um, there, there, there's a, actually quite a few black light artists up here. Um, there's actually a, a really good friend of mine. Her name is Jamie Janko. Um, I definitely encourage everybody to go and check her out, but she's another blacklight artist, really popular um, up here in Alaska. So originally I drew my inspiration um, just from that alone. I had some UV paints, I gave it a try. And a friend of mine had encouraged me to try and do it, to put it above a tank because it has those actinic properties in it. So, you know, it already has the black lights built in and it just sort of uh, built from there, um, you know, and then, I mean, my story gets a little bit more um, deeper than that. I started doing the UV art a few years ago, but I really got into it. You know, I became this aquashella person. I became bombshell creations um, about three years ago. Um, so I was 27 at the time and I had what's called an embolic stroke, which means that I had a blood clot that went in my brain and I was sleeping at the time and I woke up and half my, my left side of my body was paralyzed. So I couldn't move it at all, which is the most bizarre feeling ever, not being able to move your side because it, it doesn't feel numb like you would expect it to. It just feels like nothing. Um, so I was paralyzed on my left side from this stroke and I, you know, I went to the hospital and luckily everything resolved, the blood clot resolved. Um, but I was still left with some pretty severe left-sided deficits, which means that my left side was very weak from the damage that the blood clot had caused, which was pretty intense brain damage. So at the time, you know, I, I couldn't have told you what two plus two was. I had no idea. I couldn't formulate a sentence. Um, I was just not the same person. And there was a question of, would I ever be the same again? Would I be able to talk to you like I'm talking to you right now? because I definitely couldn't when this happened. And um, I became super depressed. Um, it was just kind of like a lost a will to survive sort of mentality um, because I've lost a lot of quality of life. And, um, you know, my husband and a lot of my friends, a lot of my supporters were like, hey, you know, man, you just, you gotta get up and do something. Like you can't just be in bed and just wither and die. So I was kind of like, you had to muster this energy to be like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. And so I started painting um, and just holding my paints in my left hand and just trying to regain that strength that I lost and regain my cognitive function and stuff. It was, it was all through my artwork. Um, it was, it was my, it was literally my therapy. So over months after that, you know, I became Bombshell Creations. I got in touch with Sean Hale, one of the owners of Aquashella and George uh, Coralfish 12G um, with Aquashella and you know it just became what it is now I recovered and I'm healthy and strong I have no deficits anymore really and now I am where I am wow that's yeah. <laughs> an incredible story so <laughs> after after you had your uh, stroke how did this affect your style of art did you paint more expressively or did, did. this affect it at all 
It you know it totally did. So I had mentioned to you that when I first started this these paintings, I was just kind of sloppy with my work. It was just kind of color everywhere. I was painting skulls and like it was just very free and uh, you know I didn't it I don't want to say it didn't have meaning in it, but it was just kind of like oh I want to paint a skull and I want to add some corals and I want to you know paint a squid and just make it crazy looking. So it was definitely still me, but my art really evolved when I had the stroke because for me, it represented purpose. You know, every brush stroke was part of my recovery. And so the first painting that I did um, when I had the stroke was I painted a mandarin goby, you know, like the mandarin uh, dragonette, super colorful, most colorful fish in the ocean by far, just like doesn't even, looks like an alien, right? <laughs> it's so pretty. And so I painted one of those and I, I had told myself that I wanted to capture the way that this fish looked naturally, but be able to capture that with fluorescent paint, which is so challenging because you're talking about a medium that when you put it under black light, it has no contrast. It's just like in your face color and there's no contrast to it, which means like light and dark variables, if that makes sense. So um, it was definitely, it was definitely something where I challenged myself you know, further than I had ever done in my entire painting career. And I was able to make this really beautiful painting that just, it symbolized so much more than just a fish, you know, and it really started to evolve from there. So I take a lot of pride in my work. I try to, I try to like capture the details and just add all that I can into the painting to make it something that somebody will love forever. Mm -hmm. So do you have a favorite coral or fish that you like painting the most? I'm so weird with my artwork. Um, once I paint something once, I kind of have this like inner monologue where I never want to paint it again because it's like been there, done that. <laughs> um, so I don't even know if I've ever painted the same fish twice. Um, yeah, I don't think I actually have. I I will say I knew. Uh, here we go. I love painting octopus. I love it because every one is different. And I do have like a signature octopus style where when you see it, you know, like, oh, Bombshell Creations made that one. Um, so I do love making them just because I freehand them. Um, I don't typically use any reference photos when I do them. So when you get an octopus, you're getting like 100% me. Um, and as far as coral goes, I really like painting scullies. I like the roundness of them and I like the different depths that you can get in it, the multicolored, you know, the stripes down the side. And I don't know, I think I'm pretty obsessed with those ones. And I also like painting plate corals on the round canvases. Is another, like, once you see that, you know that it's a painting from me because it's pretty signature, but I love doing those. Yeah, I'm on your Instagram right now, just looking at your photos, yeah. and your scullies are amazing. You really can capture the depth, um, like how they go down and have that yeah. little donut shape. Thank That's you. really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that, you're probably looking at the red and green one that I just mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm getting, actually getting ready to ship that one out today. I always get so sad when I ship paintings out because they build a home on my wall, and then somebody else was like, no, mine, and then I have to send it away. <laughs> <laughs> so you have your own tank when you're painting your corals yeah. um do you look at your tank or are you just finding reference photos um 
I used to look at my tank and paint, but right now my tank is is kind of a uh, it's kind of bare because I went through a pretty severe tank crash when I so when I was hospitalized for my stroke, I had this gorgeous 90 gallon tank like it was five years stable had I had a bubble coral that was nine inches in diameter like like across not diameter yeah diameter so all the way across it was nine inches so it was this massive coral and my whole tank was like that all these all these corals were just monsters if you look through my Instagram you'll see the picture I posted at some point where you know it was like very pinks and really beautiful tank but it crashed when I was in the hospital um, because I wasn't there to do maintenance on it. It was the last thing on anybody's mind. Um, uh, so my tank is pretty desolate right now. Uh, so I just got that coral shipment that you saw from Reef Lounge. So now I'm building it back. So I mostly look at reference photos. Um, sometimes it'll just be like a wild hair. Sometimes I'll have a dream and then I'll go and paint it. Like I have one that's called Jellyfish Dream where I dreamt that the jellyfish went from pink to blue and it was just like this big school of jellies and it had this like pink to blue gradient on it and so I actually had an octopus sketched out on the same canvas and then when I had the dream I went out the next day I painted over it and I did the jellyfish painting because I was like I gotta make it um but yeah I do have a little beta fish in my art room it's pretty cool <laughs> When uh, you were at Aquashella, I saw you doing a lot of the just abstract, crazy colors. Do mm -hmm. you still do that anymore, or is it just mainly fish and coral? I do still do those. I love doing those. Um, the reason I like doing those, and I, I think most people who've ever done them would agree with me, that when you do just like a crazy painting where you're just throwing paint on a canvas... There's a lot less pressure with it because you don't have to be accurate at all. You're just, you're just taking paint and throwing it on a canvas and moving it around until you like it. And so it's pretty freeing. There's no rules to it. Um, so I've been developing that, you know, it surprisingly is like a pretty ex extreme skill to it, uh, especially with fluorescent paint because it's just not a really fun medium to work with. But, you know, I've been learning different ways to do pours and, different methods, different ingredients, and all sorts of different stuff with it. So I do like doing those, but, you know, it's just kind of apples to oranges. It's like you can have this or you can have something that's has a lot more time and detail into it. Mm -hmm. And you talked earlier about having many, many layers when you're doing it, like upwards to 10 layers to make it perfect. Yeah. What other things do you have to do? to paint these like what types of paints are you using do you have to prime the canvas a certain way things uh, like that well I do prime every canvas um just to because every canvas has divots naturally in it and so it kind of can make painting a little bit complicated but I mean mostly it really just comes down to layering and using a white base so with every piece that I do it has a white base to it where I have to put that down first and then the fluorescent paints go on top and then layer, 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 um, until I can achieve that, uh, the color that I want it to. So it's just a million mm. layers. <laughs> what kind of paints are you using? Um, mostly. So it's kind of weird because over the last, uh, 
couple, we've been doing a couple years, year and a half or so, more and more fluorescent paints have come onto the market. So back when I started, it was so hard to find anything that glue, glue, glowed uh, with fluorescent properties. So I use right now, which is a newer one, is a basics, the UV fluorescent paint. I mean, you can get that at Michael's, you can get that at Hobby Lobby if you have one. It's, I mean, it's a easily found paint and it's, it stands to be my favorite. Mm -hmm. Do you find that all of them are different or? Yes, very okay. much so. And these are great quality paint. Well, if fluorescent paint can be good quality, I would consider these to be good in quality because they're thicker. Uh, and a lot of fluorescent paints, especially before they came out with this line of paints, uh, they're very thin. I mean, the usage with those are even more difficult than what they are now. So I'm really glad that that was able to evolve. Mm -hmm. And if someone wants to buy your paintings, where should they go? Uh, well, if they can find one of my paintings, I sell out really quickly. Um, they can go to my website, which is uh, www.bombshellcreations.com. Mm -hmm. And then do you make specific commissions? You know, uh, I used to. I did. I still have commissions that I need to finish because I had a backlog of commissions that kept me busy for two years. <laughs> you know, it was like a never-ending list of commissions. And what I found that was doing to my I don't, my business, and I kind of want to say my passion, so it's kind of not fair for me to say that it inhibited my passions, but it just became this thing where I was so tied up with creating these commissions that I wasn't able to express myself as much and do the paintings that I wanted to do. You know, like I call myself an artistic crazy person because I will get these weird wild hairs. Like I'll watch some YouTube video and it'll make me go on this rabbit hole where, oh, if I did this, then you know, maybe I can make a piece like this. And so, you know, I just have all these ideas that I want to expand on, but not ever any time to do it because of commissions. So at this time, to answer your question, I'm not taking commissions because I really think that as an artist, I need to spend some time to figure out who I am. You know, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go from here? Because I do know for sure I don't feel like I'm reaching my max potential, um, you know, just painting a coral or painting a fish. Like for me, it's nice, but I'm, I'm way too crazy to just call it good there. I feel like I can put something out that people have never seen before if, if I'm given the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was a blast and your art is awesome and I'll be looking forward to your art. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was really nice chatting with you. And if you're ever, uh, you know, in Alaska, <laughs> come, come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for sticking to the end of the episode. And I just want to give a special thanks to Michelle for coming on today. The next episode that we will be having will be released next week, and it'll be all about NPS corals. Our guest will be the NPS Reefer, so that's a really interesting and fun episode. Stay tuned. Thank you.